Well, hello and welcome to the uh, Parent Network Podcast, episode 52. Uh, I'm Sass. I'm here with my friends Erica and Shelly, who most of you, uh, probably if you've heard the podcast recently, you, you've met them. But we're going to let them introduce themselves again, because uh, especially if you're a parent in and around Port City, I really want you to know these two people. So, um, who wants to go first? Just kind of tell everybody a little bit about who you are and really what you do at Port City would be super fun for people to hear. Yeah, I'm Erica Swab. I'm the parent coordinator of student ministries. So if you have a child in middle school or high school, I'm your point person. Um, and I look forward to meeting you. I'm Shelly Kinder. Sorry, I was looking around at the decorations in here. I'm <laughs> Shelly Kinder. Okay. I'm the children's ministry um, parent and family coordinator. And so if you have a kid in grow zone or TI age, I'm usually the parent person that you need. Yeah, and one of the things that we really want to keep kind of highlighting at Port City is uh, equipping and encouraging parents to help your family walk with God. And so these two have joined our staff recently, and um, like they've said, that is their job is to help you as parents kind of better connect. And we are still right in the middle of uh, quarantine world. Like week uh, 53? What week are we on now? Uh, who knows like what eight, it is. Maybe right? Sounds like it. Who yes, knows? It's, uh, it's kind of crazy and... Um, so how are y'all doing? How are kind of your families doing in the midst of sort of where we are? Just so people do know, we're at the uh, middle of May, if you're listening at a later time, but that's where we are right now. So how are y'all doing? How's your family doing? We're um, we're doing okay. We kind of the, I don't know if any better or worse than last time we were on the podcast, honestly, but I think we um, maybe are a little less hopeful, a little more realistic now, you know, like every time my Carter, it's my eight-year-old, will ask, so when do I get to go back to school? I'm like, buddy, probably never, you know, like we just... <laughs> We're like, you know, we, you know, jumped into this thing. There'll be a few weeks and then it'll only be a month. And then when they canceled school, it was like, who's going to tell him? I was like talking to my husband and Kyle. I was like, okay, you tell him or I tell him. Like one of us has to break it to him because he's going to be devastated. But, you know, we kind of overcame that. And um, I think everyone in our family is kind of getting the idea of like, all right, we haven't left the house in a while. We're just going to keep doing what we've been doing, honestly. But um, yeah, we're, we're still surviving, I guess you would say. Uh, where, how are we? Hmm. Um, in some ways we are doing really great. In some ways it's really hard still. Um, I have given into the fact that they are home now. <laughs> yeah. That they are not going back. It is officially official. Um, they took the news rather well. Oh, really? Mom did not. <laughs> so. But mom's okay now. Well, I'm hanging in there. Okay. I have made a construction paper chain link to count off the days of online learning because I'm done. So they're wow. not necessarily done with online learning, but you are. Yes, I am. I'm done. <laughs> My third grader is done too. We have tears some yep. days. We have arguing some days, but some days we have smiles and she wants to do it. So it's just a mix of emotions yeah. kind of across the board for her at least. Um, but the older ones are doing great. They are on it. But like Shelly said, I've given into the fact that this is the new routine and that has somewhat made me relax a little and just kind of accept it and just try to make the best of it. Okay, so given the fact that you've, uh, you're have you kind of settling into that this is the new normal, it does feel to me like there is a shift with a lot of parents that we talk to into that recognition yeah. <laughs> that this is going to be longer term. So like, what, what are y'all feeling kind of with that shift, maybe either yourselves or even with other parents that you're talking to? I feel like we have, you kind of mentioned the online schooling and like with my, with Carter, who's 10 this year in fourth grade, he um, 
has kind of the same feelings about online. He was really excited about it and then realized it was a lot of work for him. And I'm in the place where I'm like, I'm not done with it. I want it to last forever until they go back to school because it gives him like two hours where he sits down, he does it. I leave him alone. And then like Lena, my two-year-old will nap. And I'm like, I get two hours of like peace during that time. And so I think for me, it's not necessarily that it's school. It's that it's like just something for him to do that's so that's structured. And going into summer especially, like we had planned – summer camps and preschool camps for a little one and it's like that's the only thing I've got to hold on to right now is that there's still something for him to do that he knows he has to get done before he can like start you know on my nerve every day trying to figure out what to do and I think one thing we were joking about earlier is I had a mom in one of our phase groups um, or one of our connect groups say I'm just ready for it to be acceptable for me to have a babysitter. <laughs> She's like, I don't know where I have to go, but I want to go somewhere and I want it to be acceptable for someone to come to my house and watch my children for an hour. And I'm like, okay, I'm so glad someone said that out loud because I think we're there. You know, like I'm, I'm loving all the time I have with my kids, but at the same time, I want that like, I miss my few hours of going to do something, even like if it was a grocery store run alone. And so I think that's a little bit of where parents are right now too. It's like you the guilt is gone of feeling like I need a babysitter. It's the like, all right, when is this Please possible? When is this? <laughs> yeah. Where are the grandparents? I saw a meme on Facebook. It's like, when do grandparents open back up? And I was like, yes, <laughs> we're there. We are, we have officially arrived at that place. So yeah, I think that's yeah. kind of where. Um, one of the things you mentioned, Erica, kind of that is happening in your house, but I also know is sort of happening generally is there are some either moments or some families who this has been really kind of a, a great awesome season for them kind of in, in bonding with their kids and all that stuff and then there are other families that this has been kind of really hard and you experienced kind of both and I think we all do in different mm-hmm. ways but how, how do you like what do you say to both groups of those people you know somebody who hey this has been kind of a fun family time what would we say to them and then somebody who's been like this is terrible um what would you say to them either one of y'all um as far as the taking it in stride and being excited about this time, if I can use that word excited. Um, At least in our neighborhood, there's about four families with younger kids and we have decided from the beginning that we would allow them to play. And these kids are living their best life. I mean, popsicles after lunch, you know, they know they have to get their schoolwork and chores done, but then they have the afternoon to hang out and play and swim in the freezing cold pools right now, but they still do it. So in that sense, I love that these kids will grow up and have that memory of just this was really awesome. I didn't really even know what was going on in the world. Um, But then it makes me take a step back and just really feel for those families who don't have that or have chosen not to do that. And I think that's fine too. Um, And that's just, I think that's just where empathy comes in and Mm -hmm. just, just listening and just encouraging, encouraging them because they're, it's just hard. It's Mm -hmm. hard when you're in that place. I was talking to a mom last week and she said, we just moved into a condo and so we don't have our backyard anymore and I don't really know what to do with my child anymore Mm -hmm. because he has nowhere to go and it just made me very sad Mm, that's so true I will say like I was at Erica's to do um a social media film filming the other day happy mother's day late yeah well done well it was just so funny because I went home and told my husband so Erica when she was just talking about her kids getting to play with some neighborhood kids when I left her two youngest, who are, how old are your two youngest? Um, nine and 12. Nine and 12. They were sitting outside with two others, probably about the same age, in her driveway, and all four of them were just sitting there playing with Rubik's Cubes. Oh, wow. Very calmly. I don't know how often that happens. Calmly sitting there, and I'm like, 
I get home and we have let Carter play as our <laughs> nine-year-old play, but it turns into like um, me having to yell every five minutes, don't slam the gate. Don't. And they're like running around like some crazies. And I'm like, told my husband, I was like, you don't understand. Like Erica's kids were sitting out in the driveway playing with oh Rubik's gosh. cubes. That was a moment. So- that is not an always <laughs> moment, but that it was, was a just moment. Very- <laughs> it was just me. I was like, see, something's wrong with our, like I, these neighborhoods are nuts. Like we need to go to that neighborhood. <laughs> Like it was terrible. But it's, you know, just, again, different um, mm-hmm. views on different people. You know, like, we got, we've got to not – this is, like, prime time for us to stop comparing with each other. Like, if you if you tend to get, like, gosh, woe is me every time I look at Pinterest or Instagram or Facebook because your kids aren't doing whatever that kid's doing, stop looking at it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that I think is a real – it's heavy right now because, like, oh, my gosh, those kids are outside playing and I, my kid's in here watching Disney for 35 hours this, yeah. this yeah. week. So it's just that's key, I think, right now, too, is not to think you're doing it wrong or yes. there's comparison mm-hmm. happening. Like, that, I think, is what we have to remind parents of right now, too. It's like just because you think your kid's not in the yard playing Rubik's Cube doesn't mean, like, that that's bad. It's just mm-hmm. different, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm so glad you said that because one of the things that's been coming up in our Parent Connect group Um, our evening group on Thursdays is this is what I'm doing I'm letting my child have X amount of time on their phone or X amount of time on electronics I feel like such a bad parent but I just want to encourage you that there's no right or wrong in this time some days it really is just survival parents and that's okay that's okay like if you're happy healthy kids if they skip a bath it's not a big deal they will survive they will still be okay (laughs) Um, if you know you're giving them applesauce and cut up hot dogs for dinner, that's okay too. Like some days, it's just whatever we need to do. So just hang in there. You are doing a great job, and Shelly and I really mean that. If you saw our Mother's Day video, you guys are you really are doing a great job. Yeah. Okay. Let me ask this question, um, just because we've kind of alluded to a little bit of we've been in this a long time. Um, schools kind of winding down, and, and there has been sort of this. Uh, this carrot out there of summer and the potential for camps and other things opening up. But what if they don't like, (laughs) I think we've, I think we've jumped in the band of like bandwagon of we're just planning for them not to, you know, Mm -hmm. like, um, I think we have just kind of, uh, we're accepting the fact that my sweet, you know, 10 year old last year was his first year at sleepaway camp and he did too. And he loved it. And I was like, oh, man, like, he's not going to get to do that this summer. And I'm like, I hope next summer he remembers how much he loved it two summers ago. Because mom camp is not as fun as, like, mm-hmm. going to the mountains for a week, mm-hmm. you know. So I think we've kind of come to the fact that we're accepting it. And then also trying to figure out what does it look like. You know, like, I've been at home with my kids before. Like, it's not new for me to be home with them. But it's new for us to, like, be very limited as what we do. You know, like, not going to the aquarium or not going to... I think the beach is open this week but not going just different things you know like accepting that go ahead and plan for it, nothing to happen and then yeah if it does be really excited you yeah, know? Right. Mm-hmm. Sure. my 16 year old just said to me about a week ago she said mom if i find out that my camp for the summer is canceled i'm going to cry but i'm already telling myself it's canceled yeah. so i don't get overly yeah. Sad. She said, but I really am going to cry, Mom. And then seriously, about a few days later, she starts applying for jobs. She's like, I'm going to have all this time on my hand. I might as well be doing something with it and making some money. So she got herself a job just to keep busy. 
yeah, really to keep busy. And so that's her new shift is, well, I can't do these fun things that I had planned or I might not be able to. So what can I do instead? And I just think that's really awesome. Just trying to help, especially the older ones, the high schoolers, like how can you use your time to make some extra money or to... That's a you great know. coping mechanism that she has seen somewhere, though. You know, mm-hmm. like, because I know, like, even college students and adults who are right now in this limbo and they're afraid to move. But the fact that your daughter said, oh, my summer camp might be canceled. I'm going to apply for a job. Mm-hmm. Like, that is, a, that's a big thing. You know, like, that's something that, you know, is, is great that she's already gotten instilled in her. Yeah. So. What's dawning on me in this conversation is, you know, th- there have been primarily um, eighth graders, 12th graders and college seniors mm. who have kind of missed this semester mm-hmm. and a lot of really special things. Well, the number of kids that that's going to impact is about to open up big time because of summer and summer camps and kind of things that all kids look forward to mm-hmm. in the summers that they're all going to miss. And I do think parents just have to kind of be aware of kind of this next wave of disappointment that's probably going to come towards Oh, kids, yes. It's right? coming. It's coming. I will tell you right yeah. now. Because the reality of the end of May, beginning of June, is all the end of the year parties, the mm-hmm. class picnics, the class parties, just the the extra crafting that they do, the chorus concert that they've been planning mm-hmm. for, the band concert, you know, just all those fun end of the year things is, I don't know if they really fully understand that they're not happening yet, but it's coming. I think it's a parent piece too, though. You know, like I got an email or text today from Lena's preschool teachers, our first year in preschool. And she was like, today is the last day of preschool. I didn't expect it to look this way. And I was like, oh my gosh, my child's first year of preschool. We missed her first last day or whatever, you know? And then I'm like, wait a minute, there are parents of eighth graders and Mm -hmm. seniors and college parents, you know, like, it just hits hard. Like, it's not just those kids. It's those parents. Especially, I mean, I'm sorry, but high school senior to me, that's a big yeah, one. You know, college mm-hmm. is amazing. But that high school, you have 12 years. Like, that's your right. kid in that house, you know. So, mm-hmm. that has been something I've been thinking about this week. It's like, there's, okay, we've got to really be thinking about those parents, too. Like, what does that look like for them to have missed this kid's, you know, high school graduation? Yeah. 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 It's definitely yeah. not the kids who are going to be struggling with it. But it's us as parents, too. Yeah. Because we want those pictures I mean let's face it moms we want want the pictures pictures for their baby books you know for their scrapbooks we want that that um film you know we just want to be able to look back on that and if you know years to come and so for us too and it's okay to admit that we're sad you know we talk about our kids our kids our kids but we're sad too and that's it's okay it's okay to be sad about it or to be mad about it I'm really disappointed um but I, I don't I don't know we have to move on in some way yeah, no. you know we have to just figure out how as a family to make the best of it and there's things that you totally can do um I'm just picturing in my head as we speak like a little like all the preschoolers you know the four-year-olds who are graduating oh to goodness, go to yeah. kindergarten like we never talk about them but that's a big deal that is a big deal for parents come yes, on like yeah, let's admit that Kids, careless. Yeah. Um, and yeah. even fifth graders so parents mm-hmm. of fifth graders I feel you I see you I know what you're going through like that is a big ceremony that they have going up to middle school um and it's okay to be disappointed but maybe to celebrate in some special way as a family I think would be really awesome and okay to do yeah that's right hey so let's let's go into just talking a little bit about what parents can do kind of in this season Uh, you know and I know we kind of have this conversation in different ways (laughs) every month or so but I think it's important to do 
But what, what are some things that parents can do in this season to help their kids continue to kind of engage in, embrace, grow in their faith? Because the, the typical vehicle that most of us use to help our kids grow in that, i.e. church and you know, gatherings and ministry, it's kind of, it's gone and probably for a while and mm-hmm. certainly the way that we know it. What would you say to parents to kind of help their kids in stay engaged, be engaged, keep growing in their faith? I think when all this began, we had a lot of parents just of the younger kids reach out and ask like, okay, we're doing big service, what we call it, big service mm-hmm. in my house, like for adults online. When are you going to do TI online? So like they can stand around... And it was very, you know, it was a hard um, thing for us to really, we really put some time in thinking of like what that's going to look like for families and what's best for families. And a lot of us have kids that work in the um, children's ministries as well. So it's like, what what's actually practical for like, what would what's my helpful. kids do? Yeah. yeah. And we kind of decided um, at the time and, you know, still even more, it makes sense now that, you know, we really want this to be time for families to maybe utilize some resources that we've put out there, but not necessarily plug, put your kid in front of a TV and let someone else minister to them. Like this is, you know, whatever age, even if it's like college kids that have moved back home, this is your time to build um, relationships with those kids. And like, yes, you have a relationship with your children, but does it look like, you know, intensified, locked in the house for Months however many weeks we've been locked in the house building. where they really see you and you, you know, you really see them and letting them see you walk out your faith and like letting them, it doesn't necessarily have to be here, sit down and do this, draw this picture of Noah on the ark. And let me tell you about this Bible story, but it, it's more than that. You know, like it's not a checkbox to say my kid is spiritually done for the day. We'll talk again tomorrow about it. It is um, definitely a lifelong thing that we are getting to like really live out for your children right now because you're in such close quarters mm-hmm. and no one's going anywhere, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that's something just to like have a little grace in for ourselves too. It doesn't have to be, I don't need to go look at a Bible study story every morning for my kid to read. I need to, you know, live out what I'm saying. I want them to live out, yeah. you know, and that can be eye-opening, you know, I mean, it's been eye-opening at my house too, because I'm like, you know what, my kids, do they ever see me do quiet time? Maybe they need to, you know, like it's not something I need to do before they wake up necessarily. It's one of those, like, how can we show them what we, what we believe and what we live out? So yeah, it's mm-hmm. about modeling, Yeah, modeling yeah. kind of what you want for them to, to be and become yeah. Uh, believers. Yeah. Yeah. I just wrote down a few things and I'm so, I'm so glad you said what you said, because our kids are watching us. Like they're always watching us, but they're really watching us now because it's a longer it's i mean we are together all day they get to see the good bad the ugly just like we get to see it in them too but they're watching us and as shelly said like we're modeling but we're on display like and i think it's totally good for them to see that we have struggles you know let them know what our doubts are the things that really um, make us question and ask of God and just see that we're human and we're real. And yes, we love Jesus and we have a relationship, but that doesn't mean that life is a piece of cake. It's not a walk in the park for us. You know, this time that we're going through now as a nation is hard for Christians just as it is for unbelievers. So I think that's just really important for kids to see that we are human you know um mom and dad are human but i think it's important to do things in front of them like they may fight and 
fight back on watching church. And so maybe we give them that week off, but we still do it as a parent so that they still see it, you know, and maybe turn up the music, you know, when it's music time, maybe turn it up a little bit louder, but, you know, just reading our Bible and something that we started in our house was, <laughs> in fact, my husband started, he got really, really tired of me saying, dinner's ready and nobody comes. Mm, yep. <laughs> and he's sitting there and I'm waiting and he's calling and they're not coming. So he started this new rule was last one to the table has to say the dinner prayer. And here they come. All of a sudden it was like, I'm not going to be last. I'm not going to be last. But now, now like my 16 year old, if she's late, which she was always late. Now she's more in time. But if she's late, she will now pray. It's mm. it's still uncomfortable for her, but she will do it. She's mm. always fought it before, but now she's given in to like, oh, wait, I did it last night. It's not so bad. But my nine-year-old, parents, this is so cool. She was would just get like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. So she's been late a few times, and so she's been having to pray. But now that has led to at bedtime, she begs me, Mom, can I say the prayer tonight? No way. Yeah, I don't want you to do it, Mom. I want to do it. Like, she just feels more mm. comfortable. Like, oh, that wasn't so bad talking to God like I can totally handle this so she wants to do it every night now and it, so just that little bit of making it a game last one to the table has to pray has turned into her wanting to talk to God at dinner time at bedtime like so I just think that that was really kind of cool how she kind of took to that if that makes sense I think one of the principles in that though that I love that I've been trying to kind of figure out for both you know kind of us as a family and for the church is that the reason why she now feels comfortable with it is because she did. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because... Yeah, it was taken that one time right. to just do it. That's right. It, it was, she got into a situation where she was able to practice mm-hmm. something with her faith instead of be told, you should pray, here's how you pray, here's how Jesus prayed. No, it, it, all that's important, but yep. yet the moment that she was able to step into it and have that experience, mm-hmm. everything changed. And I think, like for me, I think that's a principle for us as parents and even for us as a church is how can we as the church give parents, you guys who are listening, how can we give you not just something to read but an experience to have to where your kid grows in your faith? Or how can you as a parent figure that out on your own? Just what is an experience we can have together as a family that helps our kids participate in their faith instead of just hear about it? I think we kind of, you you've said it and we kind of just, created one right now you know like it's not just the older kids this is what you made me think of a second erica second ago um it's not just the older kids that are learning to pray in this season like that's one practical way to practice Mm -hmm. our faith right now is like practical prayer whether it's like every morning you have time now at Mm -hmm. breakfast let it be a a longer prayer or a prayer period if you've never done that breakfast i can't normally when school's in we're so rushed we don't even eat breakfast together but now we are. And so I'm like, you know, our prayers are looking a little different because that we have time. And I just think of like our two-year-old, this kind of spans from like teenage all the way down. Like let them see you pray and then let them pray. Like we, Lena is not, she doesn't have many words yet, but she knows the word amen or she, amen. She says amen and she, <laughs> she wants to pray. And so she knows like put her hands together and when we eat, she knows like put her hands together and go amen, amen, amen. And then we let, okay, that was the prayer. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Lena. And like yeah. she is thrilled mm-hmm. that she did that. And so it's like just using that opportunity to like that that's one way to practice our faith right now for our children is like teaching them to pray showing them to pray i don't know if you ever teach anyone to pray you just lead them through it you know like and just let them see you so and i would say to help them figure out what to pray for Mm -hmm. like you know do do we need to pray for grandma and grandpa who are alone in their you know house or whatever or 
uh, you know, just ask them what is something that you see that we ought to pray for mm-hmm. as a family. So it's not always us as the adults kind of creating the what, what it is we got to pray for. Let them do it. Let them sort of yeah. you know, participate in that. And even mm-hmm. if they don't, like, I feel like that's it for my nine-year-old. Or gosh, he's 10 now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for Carter, it's like, he'll, I don't know what to pray. I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, well, then just listen. And I know we don't do that very much. But that yeah. is a, a big piece. You know, like, we're practicing our faith. We're quiet sometimes. And he's probably like, when are you going to be quiet? But I, <laughs> you know, like, we kind of show them that, too. You know, like, just sitting in silence and waiting, you know. So that's yeah. right now we have time yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, anything else y'all can think of that are just practical ideas for parents in this season to be able to sort of help their kids grow in their faith kind of at the house instead of always expecting it to happen at the church? Um, I guess the one thing, Sass, that I would say that I've been thinking about is um, the whole idea of just taking the time for our kids. Like, yes, we have time now, but we have we have time when things are quote unquote normal too, like we have time to invest in our kids to go outside and shoot hoops with them before dinner or right after dinner, go, you know, play soccer out in your front yard. Like my husband's always going outside, not sometimes not willingly you guys, Mm -hmm. but River will (laughs) beg. He's 12. And Nick says, well, you know, my dad never did this with me and I I want to do that Mm -hmm. with my kids. So I'll go out for 10 minutes and they'll just shoot the ball around and they, and River comes in with the biggest smile on his face. And I can say that it works because spending time with your kids over a long period of time will really help them, especially as they enter into high school in particular, to feel comfortable to ask you questions about God. And I can say that from experience because my oldest, who's 16, is just starting to come around and ask me questions about the Bible which she normally would never do. Let's face it, come on, middle schoolers and some high schoolers, like it's it's awkward yeah. to ask your parents questions. It's awkward mm-hmm. to talk to them. Any question. Like don't even make eye contact. Like yeah. it's just, it's hard. But when she has seen me just spend time, just listen, just sit on the side of her bed as she vents or laughs or we're just joking around, like all those little things that seem pointless, I can tell you like will lead to moments of, connection and moments of spiritual connection so don't give up keep looking for ways of how you can just hang out with your kid find what they like to do and if you hate it do it anyways because it, mm-hmm. it's going to pay off mm-hmm. in the long run That's and so we cool. have a lot of time now mm-hmm. time is on our side like to be able to do those things but one thing that we're going to be kicking off for the parent network this is for grow zone all the way through ripple effect um, so we are challenging families to help me out here, Shelly. Family, family photo challenge is yes. the idea. The idea yes. of, and you're going to take this if I go over hope because I don't know that much, but, um, maybe family selfies of you guys doing fun, something fun. Erica mentioned on Mother's Day, they just played, um, a game. And so she has some pictures from that. And so we're like, well, let's post that and get this going. Like, you know, practicing your faith with your children can be done in a basketball game. It can mm-hmm. be done playing Jenga. You know, like mm-hmm. you are walking your faith playing Jenga. You know, mm-hmm. if you flip out and throw the pieces around the room, that might not be the best example for your children. You know, so just but remember, I want to see that picture. I, you know, it may yes. happen at my house. That and picture I'm, may be winning. It, correct. <laughs> send it. Send it. So yeah, we'd love to see, it. and we'll put. You know, you'll see that on our social me- media, and we'll mm-hmm. put some hashtags and things like that, and just tag us, and we'd love to. Just share that so people know, like, you're not alone in this crazy season Mm -hmm. of 
quarantining slash phase yeah. oneing or whatever we're calling yeah, it right now. Who knows Who knows? Where I don't know what yeah. your neighborhood looks like, but we we try to walk every night, or at least Nick and I try to walk the dog and just get out of the house just for a little bit. So we don't want to sit on the couch comatose for like three or four hours before we go to bed watching TV. So we're like, oh, let's take another walk. But there are so many people out walking, mm. so many more dogs that are out, so many more strollers that are out, so many more bikes that are out. And so maybe that's your family. Just snap it take a quick selfie picture and if it's just with half of your family that still counts like you don't have to have your entire family together for this moment but just if it's you and one of your kids that works if it's you and your whole family that works too like don't make this be bigger than it needs to you're probably doing stuff already that you don't even realize and we just want to see it I did run past a lady run I don't run I did walk past a lady yesterday (laughs) pushing cats in one of those like kids carriers because I was like oh look and I was like oh I've never seen cats on a walk for <laughs> if that is you and you can't get your children out of the house send us that picture yes. of yes. you walking around with those cats because yes. we want to see it so yeah that's awesome yeah that's awesome okay anything else y'all want to say to encourage parents you've said a lot of good stuff so far y'all doing good yeah keep it up that's right mm-hmm. go have yeah. some serious fun with your kids yeah I agree agree. Hey, parents, don't forget. I mean, we really are here to uh, encourage you in any way we can or, or provide whatever you need. Um, even if that's, you just need somebody to talk to. And uh, both Shelly and Erica have been leading these great parent connect groups that you can get more information about um, at pc3parents.org. There's a, just a tab there you can click on for connect groups. And uh, we do have a lot of resources there that we're updating all the time. Um, the kind of things that are in and around this season and things that are going on this particular COVID-19 season, but also we have just a lot of great resources for you as parents. And so if there's anything that you need, you can email one of them or email um, kind of the generic uh, email app. It's parents at portcitychurch.org. Follow us at PC3Parents on Instagram and uh, Twitter. And there's a Facebook page. We're, we're in all the places you know, <laughs> trying to just encourage you guys as best we can. So um hopefully today was helpful thanks for listening if it was share this with a friend or five and uh, we'll be back uh next time on episode 53